Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's games are Kirby's Pinball Land and Revenge of the Gator, both for the Nintendo Game Boy. Revenge of the Gator was developed and published by HAL Labs in Japan of 1989 and in 1990 in North America and PAL territories. Cool, cool. Now, in Japan, this game is known as Pinball the Gator 66 Alligator Parade. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Quite the title. Yeah. And this does build on uh, HAL's legacy of being the Internal programmers not named who developed the original pinball title for NES. Yeah, like the black box one, Mm -hmm. the pinball itself. And then they also had a pinball game out on the MSX system, I think, as well, Mm -hmm. uh, that HAL themselves released. But beyond that, there's not a lot too noticeable about this game, at least (laughs) in its history. Sure. Now, this, uh, of course, is a smaller topic, and that's why we've chosen two games this week to talk about and they both have a similar theme and the same manufacturer i figured this game is really the first step towards the second game we'll be talking about yeah yeah totally well nick what kind of game is revenge of the gator because the title certainly doesn't tell you no well it's a pinball game um it's uh it is a straight up pinball game yeah no it's I mean, not a lot of weirdness going on here. Um, I mean, what do you got? Like three screens and a bonus screen? Yeah, let's we'll talk about those in a moment. Um, Right now, I just want to talk about the play mechanics of this game, and they are that you have two flippers Mm -hmm. and a pinball. Yeah. So Um, there's no jump. Um, (laughs) No, no jumps here. But one thing I really do like about this game uh, and the other one we'll talk about is that they give you all the buttons to use, even though you only have two flippers. You can use any input on the D-pad will activate the left flipper, mm-hmm. and then any button press, A or B, will activate the right flipper. Yeah. So whatever's most comfortable for you. Yeah, and I, I like that. That's a that's a good way to do it. There's no bump here, though. You know what I mean? Like There's no tilt. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And then that's the biggest problem with this, and I think the other game we'll be talking about later. So, agreed. Now, Nick, um, we don't even have enough sound effects to make it through this game, because it's hard <laughs> to find anything on it. No, I mean, and there are only like, the soundtrack is like five songs. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all you get. But So normally I'd hit a button and be like, doo doo and I'd be saying, Nick, this game comes from Hell Laboratories. They're a storied manufacturer that has great quality. Yeah. What's the manual look like? Well, the manual is lost to time, apparently. <laughs> I know, exactly, yeah. <laughs> There's, I could not find it anywhere on the internet, and no scans, nothing. So. Yeah, I have a copy of the cartridge, but I did not get the the manual as well. I mean, I, I can't imagine there's a whole lot going on in there, to be no. honest. Did okay. you look at the Japanese version? No, I didn't, man. Okay. Might have been I did look there. at that, and it looks like a pretty simple manual. The The artwork in the Japanese version is really cute. It shows all the gators and stuff, and uh, it really just basically walks you through how pinball works in this machine. Sure, sure. I think uh, you can find it thanks to Jeremy Parrish and his oh, Game really? Boy Works project. Okay, cool. Yeah, I did. Uh, I remember checking. I went back and checked out his review as well. I was like, all right, let's see what what's up since I have no manuals. But, I mean, you don't really need one for this, let's be honest. No, not at all. 
So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game? Uh, I, I don't have one. Um, and, uh, you know, full disclosure here, I, I guess up until a few days ago, I really looked down on video game pinball. I was like, what is the point? Why would you even bother? I know, because I've been trying to get you to play these games for a while. <laughs> but, you know, after and, just giving it a try, I'm like, you know, it's not bad, you know? Right. Now, did you were you aware of this game at all? Do you remember hearing about it or seeing it in Nintendo Power? I'm sure I saw it in Nintendo Power because I remember being confused where you'd, I'd be like, Revenge of the Gator? Hey, that sounds cool. And right. I'm like, oh, pinball? Like, yeah. You got me. So I just bleeped over it as a youth. Same here. It didn't really pop up on my radar until a couple years ago when I was reading about the history of HAL Laboratories and, and different things they did. Mm-hmm. And then um, thanks to Jeremy Parrish's Game Boy Works uh, episode on it, I actually saw it like that week in a local game store for, I mean, if you want to find this game, it's like $2. Oh, sure. Year. It's nothing. <laughs> so I picked it up, and um, I've actually played it, I wouldn't say a lot, but it's in my, my go bag. You know, if this is going on vacation with my, my Game Boy or if I'm sitting there waiting for yeah. my, my son to get out of school, this is the kind of game you want to play for you know, five minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Burn some time, you know. So then what was your more recent experience? How much did you play Revenge of the Gator? Um, well, I played it. I only played it in probably two real sessions, mm-hmm. maybe half hour, an hour apiece. Like, yeah, I think I just played it once for this recording because I have played it a bit in the past. I think uh, I would have played it a little more if I hadn't started with Kirby's Pinball Land. Yeah, you did it backwards <laughs> there. That's for sure. So I was like, oh, okay, this is a little more bare bones. But I mean, it's fine. I Well, you know. and to me, it's the bones of what Kirby's Pinball Land will be. Absolutely, yeah. And then I guess in that case we should probably just get right into the the level, well not by level because it's just a level. <laughs> the level. The yeah. level. And yes, so this game is just one level. It is a one board pinball machine. So it's like if you had one pinball arcade machine yeah. in your game. And they're used, and it's like what three screens? Yeah, high? so it is three screens high though, so it's not just you know one screen of play, and you know there's a lot going on in these these various screens. Uh, the very bottom has your standard setup with the flippers and bumpers at your bottom. Then you have a series of alligators on your left, up on the wall, kind of. Yep, and then a bigger alligator on the right, and then a bunch of weird creature heads. Yeah, I don't know what those are. In the like, middle. They open their mouths, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And you can hit all those things. Yeah, and if you hit those, if you hit the ball into the open mouths, they each have like kind of a different destination they take yes. you to. Sometimes they are also in these three screens, and then sometimes there's a bonus stage you can get to as well. Mm-hmm. And the bonus stages are breakout Yeah. with pinball. Yep. Uh, there's one that has a bunch of blocks in the very top, and it's just more score. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one that has the uh, two sets of bricks to break in the two corners of the top. Yeah, and they're kind of divided by a wall that comes down the middle. That's the slightly harder one of the two. And then if you can make it through that uh, first screen, you can get to the second one. And then the second screen is where the slot machine is. So oh, right. Yeah. You've got more flippers and bumpers. You've got slots. And then you have a ball return that will send you back to the beginning of the game, the first area. But there's also a door that can be opened to send you to the top. Yeah, and you can't get through this area until you've hit enough of the, um, the big alligator on the left, or gotten the stars. I think in the slot machine. Okay, okay. Different slot machine things. Uh, every when you roll the ball across the slot machine, it'll activate it. Uh, each of the three parts of it, and then different things happen. 
uh, one of the things will be destroying the barrier at the top that will allow you to get to the very top of this okay, okay. three-screen area. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of action from the slot machine myself. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can make it through the slot machine to the very top, yeah, the top screen is where the giant alligator is. Oh, right. He's up above the breakout yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. And if you can uh, activate certain points, you will feed him fish. Oh, really? And then if he gets too big, he will break out of that cage. Oh, crazy. All right. Yeah. And then you actually can hit him. And if you do, you get an extra ball. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I imagine there was a way to get up to the, you know, the, of the two bonus areas, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't, I've never been able to get from the lower one to the upper one, only coming the other way down. Right, through one of the warp areas and whatnot as well. Or just failing and falling. Now, if you do fail and fall all the way to the very bottom, you are greeted with a humorous depiction of an alligator yeah. that eats your ball. What a jerk, man. He is a bit of a jerk. I came to hate that guy. Um, you know, because it's to me, I was like, look, do you even need the screen down here? You're just taunting me like the dog and duck hunt. Like, Right. Mm. So there really isn't a ton to say about right. what goes on in this game. It's a pretty standard uh, pinball game. The the thing that really stands out to me is like how early this game was. You know, yeah. it's like they were they got really good pinball physics. So that's and this what was you like were... first year Game Boy. Yeah, in the eighties. So, so you know, it's like it was the best you had. And the motion is really good. The motion of the ball, the flippers. Like there's no lag. There's no funkiness going on. And then there's one more um, thing I want to mention about this game that I did not get to check out, and I don't think you did either. Mm. But if I do find a second copy of this game, I'm buying it to try it. It has a two-player versus mode yeah, over the how, link cable. How does that? Do you just try to beat each other's scores? That's one version, but there's a cooler version where you are actually on opposite ends of a giant pinball table. And it's oh. like you guys are trying to hit the other person's balls or get into their zone. What, like a kind of like air hockey, maybe? Or yeah, it's okay. like a mix between air hockey and that. How come no one's done it that, that more? Like, that seems really interesting. Like, agreed. I don't know. It, it seems really cool, and it's something I really want to do, but I just haven't had a, two copies of this game, right? Right? I do have the Game Boys and a link cable, so I think I can go gator hunting, man. Yeah, <laughs> and that pretty much sums up uh, Revenge of the Gator. Do you want to do a real quick uh, lightning round review of this game? Sure, man. All right, guys, this is the lightning round version of the uh, review, and <laughs> it's going to be so quick, I'm not even going to explain it. We're just going to start with some uh, some categories, and then Nick's going to give me a number, and I'm going to yeah. give him a number. Yeah. And let's start with graphics and sound. All right. Uh, I went for a 2.5. Yeah, it's pretty serviceable. I would agree with that. Um, everything's fine. There's just not a lot of it. Right. But everything is really clear, and the, mm-hmm. they are really cute-looking uh, gators. Yep. Agreed. Uh, then we have play control. Um, again, I went 2.5. I think it feels... It's pretty good. I mean, I, I don't have a big frame of reference, so I, yeah. w- I was able to, you know, at the beginning, I was like, I don't know how you're supposed to do this, mm-hmm. playing pinball on a Game Boy, but, you know, I, I got to it where, you know, I was able to aim my shots eventually, and, you yes. know, so I thought it did its job. And then uh, challenge factor. Uh, I give it a three, because I thought this one was pretty tough. Yeah, it can be tough. And the fact that it's really hard to get the extra balls, and there's not really a clear goal, it's just high score. Yeah, you just have to get better at it. It's yeah, one of those. Exactly. So I, I, I would agree with you there. And then we have theme and fun. And uh, here I went 2.5. Uh, okay. I thought it was pleasantly, I was pleasantly surprised. I would give it a little higher, 3.0, but it's not going to, you know, change the world. Uh, this is the kind of game that if you see it for two bucks, get it. 
If it was a free download, grab it. It's yeah. something that would kill five five to ten minutes of your time without you know being painful. Definitely. Definitely. And then on that note, I think we're going to move on to the main course of today's podcast, Kirby's Pinball. Kirby's Pinball Land was developed by HAL Laboratories and published by Nintendo in Japan in November of 1993. In North America, November of 93. Mm. And PAL Territories in December of 93. Oh, only, Kirby. Yeah, only a month later there. Yeah. So there you are. And this was um, the follow-up to Kirby's Dreamland on Game Boy. Okay. And, of course, this game has a way better pedigree than it needs to. <laughs> right. Because it was uh, directed by Mr. Uh, Sakurai of Kirby and Smash Brothers fame. Oh, okay. And, okay. of course, produced by Iwata himself. So. Nice, yeah. Well. And then this game was built on the bones of Gator's Revenge. And then it served as the bones for the future Pokemon pinball game as well. Oh, okay. I didn't even know there was a Pokemon pinball. No, you might have to play it in the future. <laughs> Nick, what kind of game is Kirby's uh, Pinball Land? It's it's a pinball game. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> there's no jump. No. <laughs> no, once again, no jump. You're not stealing powers from anyone here. Uh, this game controls identically to Gator's Revenge. Pretty much. I, I think with the exception, you have a bump button. Yes. To, you know, with the table, which can help some. I, I didn't get super good with it, but. Yes. I would always realize too late when I'm, I mean, if I would have bumped that, I wouldn't have lost my ball, but. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that uh, in this game, Kirby rolls more, I feel, than the standard pinball of the previous game. I can see that, you yeah. uh, know. Especially in boss fights, you can take advantage of that, I think, yeah. a lot. Well, which the, yeah. is, you know, another big thing is this game is not just your standard pinball game. There are three different pinball tables to choose from. Yeah. But there is a boss to fight at the top or end of each one of those uh pinball tables yeah and each of these uh, machines is like three screens tall so mm-hmm. there's a lot going on there and you will see a lot of familiar friends and faces on these tables yeah and and another difference is that when you when you are going to lose a ball instead of a gator at the bottom now you have the little platform the springboard yes and you can bounce yourself back out and kind and it, of yeah, and it's way easier to do in this than you can in the actual Kirby game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Maybe now if I go back, I'll be like, I finally get it. But agreed, we'll see. And I found that that this was a great way of not losing a life. It's a very um, nice thing to have there to keep you know the frustration level down. Yeah, and it's pretty easy to you know get back from this failsafe point mm-hmm. two or three times. Yeah, it does get smaller the window of opportunity you have each time. Yeah, and. It- Around the fourth time, it becomes almost too hard to do. I don't think I ever got it four times. Like... No, I think I may have once, but I, you know, you have to be spot on. Right. And then the other thing is, is that in this version, there are also uh, free men. They're a little easier to come by. Sure, sure. And you do get a nice little screen takeover surprise when you hit certain high score milestones. Yeah, I got one at was it five hundred thousand? Mm-hmm. I think where I I didn't know what happened. Like it really caught me off guard, and I was like, "Whoa, cool!" <laughs> like, yeah, it's just a nice little way of saying, "Hey, 
you achieved this milestone. Yeah, and and this game also features a pretty interesting, basically a save state, like mm-hmm. where I think you press select and it will just you know it'll, it'll stop even mid game and be like you want to save here and you can, but you can only have one save file at a time. So. Yes, but it allows you to. I don't know, it can help take the sting out of certain levels where you're like, I'm just sick of getting to the boss and, and immediately falling. falling all the way down. Like, Yeah, mm. agreed. And it you know, also is nice because there is no you know, quick save or sleep mode on the original Game Boy. Yeah, that's very true. So you can stop whenever you need. Yeah, definitely. And then another note that has nothing to do with this game, but uh, just a friendly reminder to everyone out there that if you're playing Game Boy games on your Game Boy Advance SP, that's the clamshell square model, Mm -hmm. when you fold it in half, that does not put the system to sleep. Oh, really? No, it just, the screen's still on, it's still playing. No, the screen's still on, actually. If this was a Game Boy Advance game, it would go to sleep. Right. But, no. Yeah, so watch out, man. Watch out. Save them batteries. Yeah, when if the batteries die while you're playing, you just lost yeah, your tough, progress. Tough luck. So don't do that. And, um, well, I think we need to get right into uh, the next segment of our show. All right, Nick. Now, this is the part where I'm going to say, Hal Laboratories is a story developer and great quality, blah, 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 manual. They are, and it. Uh, this is a great manual for uh, you know a Game Boy game. It's it's twenty one pages. Mm-hmm. Um, Artwork. It, yep, uh, you get screenshots and some Kirby character art. It's not, it's not hard to draw Kirby, as we all know. No, and I mean this isn't even stock artwork. There's some unique stuff for okay, the game. Okay, cool. So, um, and it's uh, as most Kirby games are. It's black, white, and pink. It's always very interesting they choose that path. <laughs> And the manual is cool. It gives you, um, it goes through your three pinball lands or machines, and you get a little like diagram of each one, and it has a lot of all the names of the obstacles and characters mm-hmm. and such. So it's pretty cool. And then, is there any place to write down your high scores or anything? Uh, I did not see one. No, oh, sorry, well. bummer. <laughs> then, Nick, what was your personal history with this game? Uh, once again, I'd never played it before, but um, I did manage to beat it. Played it about. Three times, I think. Okay. I um, own it. I did not play it as a child, but I did pick it up in the past couple of years during, you know, as I've collected different games and gaming systems. In the more recent years, I've really collected more Game Boy games than anything else just due to price. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, after getting into the Kirby series through the podcast and my children <laughs> and learning about this game, I thought it would be a really cool one to check out and, you know, that's the key is most Game Boy games you can find for less than $5. Yeah, so. you're not taking a big risk. No, not at all. And uh, this week I did play it a couple times. You know, I beat it, but I didn't beat beat it, if you know what I mean. Uh, maybe? I don't know. Well, there's, you can beat it. You can beat the boss, but to really beat it, you have to beat it twice. Oh, okay. Well, then I didn't beat beat it. I didn't know about that. But And that's just, that's a little much. I, yeah, I... Because it does bring you right back to the hub, mm-hmm. you know. I just thought it was like keep going for score, and does it gets harder, right? Or I think so because it sure felt harder. Because I was like, maybe I can just bump my score up a little higher, and right. I just died like immediately three I times. The, I think the ball moves a little quicker. Yeah, uh, something I don't know. As long as it's not my fault. All right, Nick, this is our mini general chat portion of the show, Mm. and I'd like to say that this game is so darn charming. Yeah, it's uh, 
it it holds up to the the Kirby you know pedigree, I guess. Like it, it really does. Now I think they use a lot of assets from the original Kirby video game. Yeah, I, I can see that, but I think that's a good thing because they're they're faithful. Everything looks exactly right. You know? Yeah, and they work really well in what would be a different perspective. The top down, what you think is now a top down perspective. Right. Right. Yeah. And the other thing is that this game is just so Kirby. It does feel like a Kirby game, even though you don't use Kirby powers. Right. They well, just stick in enough of the enemies and give them enough of their actual powers or charms. Yeah, and you get, you know, like you can get your little uh, bumpers or whatever to stop, you know, the barriers, like or Maxim Tomatoes or little things of yeah, soda. I guess we should have talked about that in the gameplay. But there are things in this one that make the game easier. You can earn a Maxim Tomato, which will then block the bottom of the screen. You won't fall through the bumpers. Right. You uh, can, though, if you mess it up and flip it, which I did many yes. times. If your flipper is up, it won't stop it. And then you can also get, like you said, the power soda, I guess. Soda or whatever. <laughs> and those will block the side paths. Or one thing I did not, I do not know, and I still haven't really figured out, is how you get those things. Uh, I mean, the, the, the tomato usually is formed by something happening in the middle of the screen. Yeah, yeah. Those ones on the side, though, they just seem to come and go. As I get points, I don't I'm, really know I'm what the deal is. I'm frequently surprised where I'm like, oh no, I'm going to die, and I was like, oh wait, there's a bumper. Thanks. I I don't know how I, or when it got there, but right. So this game is is definitely much more forgiving on that level. It gives you lots of little things to make sure you're not going to die instantly and falling back down to the very first part of a stage. Well, I, I think pretty much in general too, it's it's not as tricky to get back up as it is with revenge of the gator you know agreed the the paths are a lot clearer and you usually have a straight shot for most of most yeah. of the levels now the music in the game uh is great it's the standard kirby music stereo super fun definitely it's, it's good stuff the sound effects aren't too heavy over it right right the real part of this game that's super interesting but also makes it quite a challenge is the bosses yeah um they are they range in difficulty, I think. From not too bad to horrible. Yeah. Uh, and the real biggest problem for me, though, is that, and it, it's not just with the bosses, it's every part, is that when you leave a screen and you fall down or go up, you have now lost any progress you've made on that screen yeah. for any of the bonuses or power-ups on it. Yeah. And the same for the boss. If you hit it twice and you fall down, you have to earn the right to get back to that boss, and then it's starting all over. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough, man. Like Especially once I got to the bosses, it really, that's... Kind of like in a shooter where you might be thinking, like, I need to keep hitting this boss. And it's like, nope, just don't let the ball fall down. Right. Like, concentrate on staying alive. Yeah, it is definitely a, a different tactic when you're up there, for sure. And I think, you know, we need to talk about those bosses. But to do that, we need to go through every one of the levels in this game. Yeah. So now we'll take this game level by level. And this game has a whopping three levels. Yeah. They're all, you know, different in terms of enemies, but the theme of them is also very different. Oh, yeah. And they very much feel like different different boards. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it feels like you're getting like three different Revenge of the Gators in one, one cart, man. And then at the beginning of the game, you are tasked, you can choose which one you want to start. You can either flipper yourself to one. Or if you want, you can just fall into the cannon and wait for the timing to shoot yeah. you there. Or if you're me, you don't realize there's a cannon. Or you don't even realize what you're doing. And the first like five times you keep going to the Poppy Brothers level where I'm like, no, I wanted to go the other one, the right. Wispy Woods. I know that's always where you start. It's the easiest level. And I, ah, and I would forget every time like a like a total 
Well, you know what? And since you Dumb. did, let's go. Let's start with the Poppy Brothers level. Oof, okay. And uh, it is a little bit harder. But when you start at the very, very bottom, you've got uh, Frosty hanging out there. Yep. Um, you You're going to, back and forth. You got to hit him. Uh, each time you hit him, one of the letters of his name below him will light up. Mm-hmm. And once they're fully lit, that's when you can. He'll grab onto your ball and start spinning, and you can launch off. And that's how you get up to the next stage. Yeah, you choose what when to release. Correct. Yeah. So you can also be thrown to the sides. Now, one thing that's interesting about this game is they use that spike creature that I don't know the name of a lot as a like a um, a bumper. Yeah. But you don't take damage from it. Right, right. Which is good. Luckily, yeah. yeah. Don't you don't take damage that. from anything in this game. No, I mean, there is no damage. You're in fact, the... you get points for it. So Yeah, yeah. So you always want to run into any enemy you can. Now, above Frosty is a snowman. Yeah, a little chilly guy. Just watch out for him. I think if you, what, if you hit him enough... That's... He, he spells Warp Star. Oh, right. Yeah. And he'll take you to the bonus level for this stage. Wasn't the first, the bottom one, where you go to, where it warps you back out? Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever done that? You get the warp star and it takes you out of the game back to the hub. Is that good in any way? I don't know anything like, about that. I it's happened to me several times, like um, in different ones. So I don't know. Um, I just know that there's a possibility on one of these three. Okay. You know, uh, sequences like it's like it'll warp you back out, and I was like, is that good? Like, is this somehow making it easier for me to score? Am I back up to three balls? I never noticed. I just always went right back and started trying again. Well, the special game here and the bonus game in the poppy brothers level is the soccer game mm-hmm. where there's a squishy who's the goalie and you're trying to get past it to score points this was by far my best of oh yeah the, uh, and then all of the bonus games is just it's time-based you have a timer counting down and you can never permanently lose a ball or kirby yeah you're just trying to get as many goals as you can and this is one of the few i think where you also get more than one kirby at a time yeah, I think you always have two, right? Yeah, and it'll. It, this is where, in fact, one time my my highest score before I beat the game, like I got seven hundred, almost eight hundred thousand points from just playing this level. Oh wow! Not even beating it. Yeah, like it was all from that bonus game where I kept getting in there. I was like, all right, well, we'll do it again. Like let's I was keep, like, I'm, let's I'm keep it up. Good. It's like if only I was this good at soccer in real life. And then the next, uh, the middle portion of the Poppy Brothers stage. Is uh well, that's where you first see the Poppy Brothers. There's two of them, and they will pull out bombs and hold them there. And if you hit them, they kind of impede your progress and make you kind of bounce off at a weird angle. Yeah, if you can hit them before they get their bomb out, and they'll just go away for a little while. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then above them are two Kirby's that are dreaming of things or thinking of things. Right. Yeah. And if you hit them, whatever they're thinking of will appear. And it could be a Maximum Tomato. It could be a bomb. Uh, it could be a Warp Star. Mm-hmm. All these fun things. Yeah, yeah. And then there's that dish in the middle. Do you remember what it does? Well, like if you hit the guy on the left, he'll mm-hmm. spit out some food in there. That's and right. And if you hit the one on the right, he'll suck it up and get it out of your way. Mm-hmm. So if it's something you don't want, then that's how you get get rid of it. And then if you can make it to the third and top portion of this map, there is, uh, well, the Poppy Brothers are raising chickens? This, yeah, this is a weird, there's three eggs in front of three little gates. Mm-hmm. And every time your ball crosses an egg, it'll crack a little more. Yes. Eventually, it'll just crack open and a baby chick will come out. Unless the Poppy Brothers will come out. If they get to the egg first, it's like repaired or a new egg. Maybe. You got to start over. Mm -hmm. 
There is also a chicken going back and forth across the map to block your ball. Yeah, um, that chicken is a jerk. But I think you can get a maximum tomato out of it if you beat it enough. Yes. And then eventually, once you've hatched all three chickens, one of them will return with a star and kind of run around the middle of the board. Yeah, a bunch of... And it'll be like bombs and things are coming out of those gates. And it's mm-hmm. like, you'll have a few seconds to get that star. If it goes away, then you got to start over again. I found this to be one of the easier ones. I'd say it's the second easiest uh, warp star to get to the boss. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Like, it, especially once, you know, I started getting used to... I'm like, I can start the to physics. aim, you know, yeah. and stuff. And then once you do warp, you warp straight to, well, one of the Poppy Brothers. Yeah. You, yep. And there are two platforms at the top, and he jumps back and forth between the two of them. And then he will drop a bomb down. And now this is where things get interesting. Yeah. Because the bosses do not hurt you at all. You aren't stunned by these bombs. The flippers are stunned by the bomb, and you cannot use it while it's deactivated or shaking. Yeah, it'll be, like, shaded a little bit. It mm-hmm. gets dark, and, I mean, it's really only for, like, a second, but, I mean, that can be more than enough to kill you, so. Yeah, definitely. So you want to be very uh, careful, and, and, and the other interesting thing is that this and one of the other boss stages is the only other place that it happens where if you go off the right side of the screen, you will come back through. Yeah. It loops. Yeah, you get that wrap around. Yeah. And then... Because of that, I don't think the stunning of the flippers is as horrible as it could be. Right. Uh, this boss, I thought, was fairly easy. It gets hard when he splits into two Poppy Brothers. Yeah, that's when, as long as you just have to make sure you're keeping it on one side where, you know, because they'll stun both your flippers, and then then what? Right, but if you hit them, they can't drop a bomb. It stuns them for a moment. Yeah. So you just really need to stay on them, and if you do, you beat them, and, well, you get the standard uh, three Dancing Kirbys. Yeah, good job. And you get returned to the entry area. And now you can go back to this stage if you'd like. But really, you want to move on to one of the next stages. Yep. So next up, we will move on to the Wispy Woods stage. And, uh, well, it's also very interesting. At the very bottom, you've got a, well, it looks like a mad ball floating around. It's a it's like a mummy ball, according yes. to the manual. So. Okay. And wasn't there a mad ball that was a mummy? I think so. So, so yeah. And, um... If you hit it, it also lights up the warp star letters, and his, and that will also take you to another bonus game. Okay. Now, the Wispy Woods bonus game is back to breakout. Yeah, I didn't do too hot on this one. Not, I don't know. No. It's not like the soccer. <laughs> and it's very interesting. You get two Kirbys, and you can do breakout, right? And then your goal is to break through the, to the top where an enemy is. Yeah. Once the enemy comes out, you can kill it. You get extra points for that. And then it resets the stage and a different enemy is above. And oh, this will happen man. three times. And the third one is a one-up. Nice. So if okay. you can break up to it, you will get a one-up out of it. Oh, man. But the stage itself, uh, you've got that guy floating around the middle. But then you have, um, what are those things? It's like a... Uh, like they're, a they're called caboos. Caboos. It's kind of like a Moai head-inspired creature. Yeah. And there's one giant one in the middle that you can do nothing to. Yep. He's just there to block you. But it's like, what, if you knock down the little ones, then you there can are, go in his mouth? Yeah, six around the outskirts of this area. And if you destroy all of them, he disappears, and then you can land there. And then the, there's a star. And then the star flashes the different directions. And you can choose to shoot out that aim, direction. Aim it straight up, man. Yes, and then the, if you do aim it straight up, you will be in the second area where there is a slot machine. Yep. Uh, a giant Kirby and a UFO. Yeah, yeah. And the UFO, you know, you can bump into him, 
and it will start spelling out the word slot. And if you fill it up, the slot machine goes. And you can get Maxim Tomato out of that. You can get a mm-hmm. another uh, Warp Star. Or you can get three Kirbys, which makes that Kirby do something. Okay, yeah, if you get all three Kirbys and then the dancing Kirby, as it says in the manual, that'll shoot you up to the top, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, this was one... I w- Sometimes, for some reason, this level, I was able to shoot myself past the middle one pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, for example, in... Um, the Poppy Brothers one, like when you fall down to the bottom, you have a few seconds before that Frosty appears. And if, yes. you, if you whack that ball just right, you can get back up out of there. Oh, yeah, for sure. So this one, for some reason, I was able to do that more. Like, I didn't mess around on this middle screen too much. Well, this top screen is loaded with enemies, but I think it's the easiest top screen of all. Yeah. Because there's three mushrooms, and you have to hit each one of them twice. You hit them once, you knock their hat off yeah. or cap, and then you have to hit them again to make them disappear. You hit all three of them, though, and that's when the star appears. Now... There are Kirby's at the top to bounce off of, and uh, other enemies up there, but they don't seem to do too much to hinder your movement. No, and I mean, when you have a cluster of targets up there, it'll keep the ball moving, you know? Yeah, you so don't have to worry as much. Once that star appears, if you can get the ball up there, it'll hit it by yeah. bouncing around eventually. Yeah, it will. And then that will take you to, who else would be there at the end of Wispy Woods? Wispy himself. That's yeah. right. Right in the middle, looking pretty good. Pre- probably the easiest boss, like... Oh, yeah. You hit him in the face. I think you can hit him in the side, too. You can. That's how I hit him the most. Because there are apples falling all around. And those can sometimes stun one of the flippers. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, he does like a weird thing where he blows down through the middle. I don't know what that does. I didn't. I, it never. I went through it once, and it didn't knock me down. Weird. Yeah. I, or I went through the top of it. Whatever it did, I thought I was dead and did not die. Right, right. Uh, but this one is probably the easiest boss of all, I think. I would agree with that. You know, each boss takes, I think, about six to eight hits. Something like that, you know. It's a little more than you would expect. It's not the three. Right, right. Uh, but if you destroy him, you do get your dancing Kirby's. You get sent back to the main level. And then you can go on to your final level. Land. That's right, Land. And this is, I think, the hardest stage. Yeah, I can see that. There's... And it definitely is also, I think, one of the coolest looking ones. Yeah, I think I think this has the hardest, lowest room or section of the of the machine yes so at the very bottom of this screen you are greeted with a scarfy now they are jerks in the game but in this game he's pretty handy because uh, if you get his letters filled up he will throw you up to the next level quite handily well, he splits into three yeah and then it's like there's a little triangle and if you hit either you know you have oh, to hit, hit the, the side one, ones that's hit right the side ones he bounces you they they bite you and send you off out so it's like you have to hit the top one and i i kind of had some trouble with it like i could never seem to shoot in between the two mm-hmm. so i'd have to try to like arc it around and gotcha. you got some ghosts up in the corners that are bouncing you and-, and those ghosts when you hit them that's how you spell out your warp star yeah for this level and the warped on this one to the special bonus stage is a it's like a weird food yeah, you know, I saw game. this. I never, I never played this one. So. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of food coming across, like a conveyor belt, and also bombs. And you want to not get the bombs, right. and you want to get the food. And every time you get a food, you don't eat it. There's another Kirby up there that, like, runs across to gets it. Mm. So okay, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Now, the middle of this uh, pinball stage is, well, you've got another big Kirby there, and then you've got three clouds. There's yeah, yeah. one on each side. There are more just like bumpers. 
Yeah. But it's the one at the top that's really important. Yeah, you want to keep hitting it and it'll, you know, it'll it'll darken for a second. And it'll get then, mad. Yeah, and eventually you'll hit it enough so it'll get real mad and go over and start raining on that Kirby. And then that Kirby will get out a umbrella. Yeah, and that's when you want to get up there because you can get on top of that umbrella and it'll kind of bounce you up to the third and final, the top part of Krakoland. And at the top of Krakoland, well, there's a really gross-looking creature in the middle. Yeah. Do you know what that it, is? Well, according to the manual, it's called Chucky. Well, Chucky, I don't like him. I don't either, man. He's got his tongue sticking out. It's uncouth. <laughs> He's, he is a filthy little man. But the cool part is the very top of this level is uh, two of our old friends, Mr. Sun and Mr. Yeah. Moon. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, take turns being there. There's the sun to begin with, and you've got to knock, uh, I think, all of his clouds away, and he will leave. Right, and then the, is that when the moon comes out and you got to... And then there's these stars blocking everything. Yeah. And it's you got to make a path through the stars to get to him. Yeah, a little bit of breakout. Yeah, and then if you beat him up, that's when you get your warp star to the boss. Yeah. So it's like a mini boss. I thought it was pretty cool. I agree. And then you move up to fight uh, good old Krakow himself, a uh, big cloud of eyes. And... Now, this one is not is the one boss level that's not a looping boss area. Right, because you're like in some clouds. And I feel like you roll a lot slower when you're moving down. You do, much like the final boss, I think. Mm, yeah. And this one can be a little dangerous because he's got the lightning powers. And those will also stun those... Um, Flippers. The flippers. But since you can't loop, you don't have as much time in between your yeah, getting to the flippers. It's one like. you really want to like. The minute he starts doing that, you want to be like, all right, I have to aim this. And you have to get him on him. Yeah. Or you have to stay on. And staying on one side is also a really great tactic on this one mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well. Uh, yes, and since you can. But again, you know, the hardest part of these boss fights is not fighting the boss. It's staying up right. at the boss fight, yeah. really. Oh, I know, man. Yeah. So if you can get there, just focus on staying there, and you can get through this guy. Or, you know, use your save game when you get up there. Mm. Although, I didn't find out about that till the end of the game, so I didn't abuse it yet. Right. And if you beat him, you'll get your dancing three Kirbys, and then you're sent back to the um, opening area. But now, there's another, there's a star where the cannon was. Yeah. So if you fall down there, you will be whisked away to the final, final confrontation. That's right, King DDD's back. Yes, he comes out of the spotlight and uh, just kind of stands there for a minute while you beat up on him. <laughs> yeah, you keep hitting him, and uh, this is where it turns into the the ring, right? Yes, and then the background changes, and you are now in like a boxing ring. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, you, this guy was in some way he takes a lot more hits than the other guys. Yes, he does. But in some ways, he was kind of easier. Like he doesn't do as much to the paddles, and then halfway through the fight. He changes. Yeah, what does he change? What is that? Like, it looks like some sort of weird clown thing. I was like, is this like an outside like Matrushka doll or something? It looks like that. <laughs> I thought I thought of it as maybe like a, one of those Bopham bags. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? it's I don't know. It's weird. But this is where you can really do a lot of damage to him. Because yes. he'll float around. And there are several times where I would get the ball. Well, it doesn't attack him. you at this point. And the real key factor is it's supposed to be that you bounce off it faster. I think that's the danger of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can, though, really get a lot of hits in on it. Yeah, because sometimes he'll move down by the, you know, your diagonal ledges. Oh, and man. You get it on the other side, and it's just like and ding, ding, then ding, you ding, just, ding, oh, what I could If you really can get there, the best thing to do is to bounce over him when he's down towards the bottom and then just roll into him. 
Yeah. And yeah. he'll just keep bouncing. You'll just keep yep. beam, 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 and then eventually he'll go away. It's but, great, yeah. <laughs> and then the third, when he finally comes back as DDD himself, that's when it's on. Because then he really is shocking those bumpers a lot. He does, yeah. So you really have to, you want to be in the air right before he does a shock. Because your goal is to bounce and hit him, basically. Ideally, yeah. It's like as soon as he starts, you can peg him and he'll he'll ugh, he'll stop. Yes. And if you hit him enough, you will defeat him and save Pinball Land? Well, I, not really. I guess. Because the little final scene is you land to confront him back in like the normal world. Yeah. And it looks like you're going to throw down. You're going to hand it to Mr. DDD. <laughs> Finally. But no. One of those kaboos jumps and squishes you. Yeah. Then I, the entire roster of enemies runs you over and runs away with King DDD. Yeah. I don't I mean, I'm guessing there's a better ending if you go through it twice maybe. I didn't think I'm guessing. Shit. I didn't even know I never made it through it second time. <laughs> Me either. Man. But uh once you recover from being trampled, a star appears for you to jump on and it takes you back to the uh select screen. And now there is uh the word extra underneath and yeah and part of it's filled in you've got three more letters to fill in which are of course the three stages right right well here we are in the uh final portion of our show and it's gonna be our mini review segment and of course we use uh the classic nintendo power review system with uh four categories each category having a possible score from zero to five starting with graphics and sound Nick, I gave this game a 3.5. Um, I gave it a 3.0, but I, I can see 3.5. Um, it's simple, but good. They use a lot of, you know, the graphics are tried and tested and true. Or... But really, the main thing is that the movement is really nice. Yeah, and you can tell where the ball is going, where it's going to go. Nothing is ever obscured or moving too quickly to, to understand. My, my only, like, complaint was sometimes, you know, you'll get, like, the half screen in between when mm -hmm. you're falling down. And that can be a little unsettling, I guess. It took me a little while to get used to. Right. But, I mean, it's not like they can animate it smoothly, you know, on a Game Boy. Well, I will say this. If you're playing on the original hardware, the fact that the screen does have its own, like, motion blur... Makes right. that smoother during that transition. I can see that, yeah. So they're using the limitations of the hardware to their advantage there. Nice. All right, next up is play control. And I gave this game a 4.0 because I can't really think of what else you would want to do in this game. I, I was torn because I'm like, it's definitely better mm -hmm. than Revenge of the Gator. You got your bump. I mean, I gave it a 3, but I'm like... I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't really, have a frame of reference for Once you pinball. get good enough, I feel like you can really aim yourself where you think you should. I, yeah, I was starting to get there, so, so I, I know what you mean. Like To me, it's most of the problems uh, that come through the gameplay are not from the lack of control. It's just my lack of skill. Agreed. Next up is Challenge Factor, and I gave this a 3.0. Okay. Um, I gave it a 2.5. Um but I didn't know that there was another, <laughs> you have to do it twice. Right. You know what I mean? So. And I, I think it can be very hard and frustrating at bosses. Uh, not to beat the boss, but to stay at the boss. Yeah, yeah. I and, can see that. You know, that's why I gave it that score. Otherwise, it's pretty easy to maintain your lives, to keep your, your men in play. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why I didn't go too crazy on it. 
And then finally, we have theme and fun. Nick, what did you rank this game? I gave it a 3.5. Wow, I can't believe it. I I liked it. I mean, I liked it enough to keep trying to beat it, or, you know, even though I, I didn't really do it. But. Right, but I mean, to beat the main portion. Yeah. Yeah, I think this game is a really great little time waster. This is not something you're going to spend days playing, or maybe even hours, but this is definitely worth picking up and playing for a good 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Waiting for a bus. Waiting for your significant <laughs> other to get ready in the bathroom. Yeah, it's just like each of the pinball lands has enough variety and different, you know, wacky little things to play around with that yeah, I thought were fun. Always something different in each new area. So then I'm going to ask you this final question. Should you play Kirby's Pinball Land? I think so. But I'm going to ask you a question, Eric. What was your high score? I don't know. I don't have any of my high scores written down. I'm so right. sorry. I well, have them all in my uh, on cartridge. I was just proud of myself because I almost got a million points. I got up to nine hundred and seventy five thousand and some change. So normally I'm the high it. scorekeeper. I can't believe I let you down. Nick. I no, it's okay. I um, but I, I was just curious because I was like, mm, yeah, I'm really good. And then I thought about it and I was like, no, not really. But I don't know. I made a lot of progress from my first scores, which were like. 20,000. Well, so. if I'm feeling magnanimous, I might just leave this section empty. <laughs> but if I really want to rub it in, my high score was blank. Two points. <laughs> but no, um, I agree. I think, you know, if you have a Game Boy, this is definitely a, a game to pick up. This is the kind of game that was made for the Game Boy. Something just to play through for a little while. You know, you're not going to get hand cramps. You're going to yeah. have a good time. And then put it down. Or, like, this is a game where I'm like, I could really see this on iOS. Like, you could probably bust this out on a phone pretty faithfully. Yeah, and I'm glad that you gave this a try because, you know, there is a world of these pinball games that are better than most people think. There's a big difference between being at a real pinball table. And to me, there's I'm better at the pinball tables in the virtual world. There's well, less to take care of and think about. And they're not different from, you know, you can play three different Adams Family right. machines, and depending on how long they've been used or refurbed, or, right. you know, things are all different. So, so you know, I, again, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and, uh, you know, maybe there might be one or two more pinball games in our future. <laughs> I won't fight them anymore. You never know. All right, folks, next week's game will be... Altered Beast for the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Not the Tiger handheld like I owned <laughs> as a child. Oh, man. But, you know, find a copy of that game any way you can, as long as it's not the Tiger handheld version. Uh, grab a controller and play along, friends. That's right. And if you guys want to uh, chastise me for not giving any pinball games a chance before, you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and I will cry myself to sleep. Or you can uh, chastise him on on Facebook at Cartridge Command. <laughs> or, you know, send us uh, just, you know, your favorite memories with this pinball games. So please check us out there. We'll let you know when new shows drop. And then, of course, this show is made possible by those wonderful and beautiful folks that give to us at Patreon.com slash Cartridge Command. It is their financial support that makes this show possible, that gets us in these uh, chairs here down in the Cartridge Command Center and chatting about these old games for you, the listeners. So cool. They're all they're cooler than astronauts. I don't know. I like astronauts a lot. <laughs> I've never met one, the snobs. You're right. I think they may be cooler than astronauts. <laughs> they're at least as cool. Let's go. Let's go with that. You're up there, guys and gals. So thank you. Thank you very much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, 
Game on! Wasn't there a mad ball that was a mummy? I think so. So, so, yeah. I'm not too far off. Which, by the way, those are back. I saw some at Target. Oh, really? Or Myers. Awesome. I know. I guess. <laughs>